Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I can't believe this is episode 20. 20 episodes that sounds kind of insane and feels amazing. Um, I'm so grateful and excited to hit my 20th episode. Um, I have loved podcasting so much and it's been such a lovely outlet for me. I am so grateful for everybody who chooses to listen and for the sweet messages and different things that I'll get regarding episodes. And it's just so, so fun to be here. So thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you and love you more than you know. Um, I'm so excited for today's episode. I have just decided that I'm going to share about my pregnancy a lot. I know I feel like I've maybe been a little back and forth on this, even in the episodes chatting about it, but I'm just like, how much should I talk about this? How much should I share about this? But here's a, here's the thing. Here's my conclusion. It's really on my mind and heart you know, a lot more than just sharing my fertility story. Like I loved last week I shared like a pregnancy update. That was so fun. And I just, pregnancy is a big part of my life right now. It's a huge part of what I am learning about, getting educated about, getting excited about. And so I'm just going to keep sharing what I'm doing and learning. And yeah, business is as usual. We are still doing all the marketing things as well. Um, but I'm just excited today to talk about pregnancy and specifically my pregnancy food, pregnancy diet, nutrition during pregnancy, and all of the changes that I have been making in pregnancy that have helped me feel so, so good. Um, I cannot, could not be more grateful for how great I felt during pregnancy. My number one most challenging symptom is I'm just like tired, more tired than normal. And so you know, I'll just, you know, make time for naps and really prioritize sleep and things like that. But, you know, other than that, like I'm, I really am so, so grateful. And I truly just kind of reflecting and looking back on it. I think a huge part of that is all the hormone balancing work that I did before I got pregnant. Um, just because your hormones are doing so much when you are pregnant and I cannot imagine how I would have felt and all of the symptoms I probably would have had if I had all of my original hormone issues and my hormones as out of balance as they were when I first found out about all of this stuff. And add on top of that pregnancy hormone changes, it would have been insane. I would have felt horrible. So I think for me personally, obviously there's a million reasons why somebody might not feel great during pregnancy or might have a specific symptom. Um, but for me, I really think all the hormone balancing and doing so much in that regard has helped me so much. And in that same vein, I think second to that is nutrition. Um, it's been a little bit insane how I notice such a huge difference. When I do these five or six things every day, I feel 10 out of 10. I feel so good. Maybe a little tired, like I said, but I feel so good. And then I notice when I don't do these things, especially I'll talk about a couple of few that I really feel the difference with when I don't do them. Um, when I don't do a couple of these things, I feel horrible. And I notice such a huge difference in how uncomfortable I feel in my heartburn, in my ability to fall asleep at night. It's a little bit insane. So I wanted to talk about these things. Maybe this can help someone else out there who is preparing for pregnancy or who is pregnant or is in the early, you know, first weeks of pregnancy and wants to feel better. These have been some amazing, amazing things that have helped me so, so much. So the first thing that I started doing immediately once I got pregnant, and this is something that I had wanted to do before pregnancy, but just hadn't prioritized as much is upping my protein. 
and not just like trying to eat protein more often, but actually tracking how many grams of protein generally I was consuming each day. The guideline is 80 grams of protein minimum for a pregnant woman, minimum. The goal should be 100 grams of protein a day for a pregnant woman. And I know for a lot of people, that sounds insanity. It's like 100 grams of protein. Are you crazy? Only bodybuilders need 100 grams of protein, which is actually not true. Um, People who lift weights and who really do that pretty hardcore they strive for one gram of protein a day per I, per pound of ideal body weight. So say that a man who lifts weights wants to weigh 215 pounds, that's his ideal body weight, he'll be having 215 grams of protein a day. Say that a woman who lift, lifts weights, you know, wants to, her ideal body weight is 180 pounds, she's going to be having 180 grams a day of protein. Like it's, protein is so, so great. And here's why it matters in pregnancy. This is what my sister Kennedy, who's a doula, she's been on the podcast. You know her, we love her. She always says the statement protein builds, protein builds. And when you are literally building a kidney and a liver and eyeballs and fingers and bones and all the stuff for your baby, you need all of the tools in the toolbox inside your body to help build that baby. Protein builds, it builds muscle and it builds in pregnancy. And so having 80 to 100 grams of protein a day helps me feel 10 out of 10, like so much better. I It is so obvious to me the days that I don't eat enough protein. So a couple ways that I do this um, is I have the Just Ingredients Protein Shake, which is so, so great. Um, Just Ingredients is a fantastic brand. It's really clean and it's actually clean. There's a lot of brands out there who just put clean on their label, but they actually have a lot of chemicals and not great things inside of them. Um, and so Just Ingredients is actually a clean protein. I like that it's not a plant protein. Um, I like that it's an animal protein, which is also great because animal protein is wonderful for a pregnant body. Um, and the flavors are really fantastic. So it's a powdered protein. It comes in a big bag. I want to say it's like $55 or something, but it lasts me a really, really good amount of time. And I am having these shakes usually once a day. So it's super great. My favorite flavor is the vanilla bean. I love it, but I've also had the chocolate, the chocolate coconut I've had right now. I'm on a snickerdoodle flavor. They have really fun flavors. Um, so yeah, vanilla beans my favorite, but they are so, so good. And so you just mix it with a cup of milk. I get my little mixer spinner thing that I do for my green strengths too. And it is so delicious. It's so good. It kind of tastes like a little shake, almost like a treat. It's really, really yummy, um, but it's great for you. It's got great ingredients for you. So that is one way um, that I get my protein in. And then obviously I try to get, you know, animal protein in like meat um, in my day, a really great thing for pregnant women as well is red meat, um, specifically steak, burger, beef, ground beef, all those types of things. Um, ideally you want to be looking for grass fed. That is the highest quality of protein is going to be that grass fed beef. Um, and then you're going to want it to be as lean as possible, right? So grass fed lean is, is the way that you want to go. Um, and so we'll do that. And then another huge thing in pregnancy is choline. Everybody talks about folate, folic acid, all that kind of that, that uh, conversation is very common and people know they need that. But a huge thing that pregnant women need is choline as well. 
And that is found from eggs. And so I'll usually have, um, you know, eggs probably once a day, maybe every other day, you know, on a, on kind of an off week, but that's really great. And I'm talking, I'm not talking two eggs, you guys, I'm talking like four to five eggs. They're really, really great for you. If you can get cage-free organic, that's even better. Um, the cost difference is dollars, which is cents at the end of the day when you're buying a big pack. I just buy a big pack of like 40 <laughs> and Drake and I go through them pretty quickly. Um, you know, cost per egg, they're really a great way to get a good amount of protein as well as that choline and just so many great, great different nutrients from eggs as well. So those are a couple of things I do. Oh, another thing is we have a Ninja Creamy. Um, we got that as a gift for Christmas. It's so fun. A Ninja Creamy is basically, if you haven't heard of this or seen them before, they're really cool. Um, but they're almost like a blender for just ice cream. They make like gelato ice cream. You can freeze anything. You can freeze yogurt and fruit. You can freeze just fruit with a little bit of fruit juice, like so many fun things. Um, but we will freeze the fair life protein shakes, the chocolate ones, and then blend those up. And then that will be like our after dinner treat. Um, and those will have like 15 to 20 grams of protein as well in them. Um, and they taste literally like a Wendy's frosty used in the Ninja creamy. So, um, you know, my just ingredients protein shake has 22 grams of protein per one scoop of um, of that. And then I'll, you know, I'll say that I do the fair life, you know, there's like 35, 40 grams of protein already for the day. And then after that, I can absolutely get it from the meats that I'm eating during lunch and dinner and the egg that I'm going to have also for breakfast. So it's a really great setup. It's easier than you think you have to be aware and you have to be intentional about it, but having 80 to hundred grams of protein a day is so, so great. And this is something that I'm 10 out of 10 going to continue after pregnancy as well, because it will help breastfeeding supply so much. And just, it makes my body feel so, so good. I think as women, we kind of forget about protein. It's like, yeah, boys love meat. You know what I mean? Um, but it's so good for all, all of our bodies. It's, it's so, so great. So 80 to hundred grams of protein. Remember protein builds. If you want to build muscle, lose fat, build your, a healthy baby in your body, protein builds. 80 to 100 grams. The next thing, this is something that my midwife had me do, and this was to have leafy greens every single day. And, you know, we love all sorts of vegetables. I love squash. I love asparagus. I love Brussels sprouts. Um, and she just said, make sure you're having, you know, at least every day, some leafy greens because leafy greens are so nutrient dense. And this doesn't mean iceberg lettuce. This means like leafy, leafy greens. So I'll get a big mix. I'll get about a pound a week of spinach asparagus mix, just those like really dark leafy greens. Um, and then I'll have a salad every single day for lunch. And it's so, so yummy. Um, I have been making the most delicious salads and getting some fun ingredients to put on top and fun dressings and all the things. Um, but leafy greens every day. And it was crazy because when I first met with her, she told me, she was like, yeah, let's, let's have the gold have leafy greens every day. I was like, easy, no problem. I have vegetables all the freaking time. It was insane how many times I would get to it being dinner. And I'm like, I haven't had any vegetables today. Like, you know, say for breakfast, I have a protein shake for lunch. I have eggs and avocado, like, like shoot, like I need to have some leafy greens in my day. So that's been actually a huge thing that I focusing on has also helped me feel so, so good. Um, so every single day getting some for leafy greens, whether it's, you know, like I said, a, just a big salad pack that will help you feeling so good, so fresh. 
um, or steamed broccoli or anything like that. That's just like that leafy rich green color is super, super great. Um, the other thing that I um, have been doing personally is no aspartame. Aspartame is really interesting. It is in almost all diet sodas and it's really bad for you. <laughs> it's really, really bad for you. Uh, my father-in-law, I don't remember exactly this scenario, but he was meeting with some company who used aspartame in their products. And they were kind of showing him how crazy it is, how this aspartame in these metal drains where it was like being transported, it literally rusts the drain, the metal. Like aspartame is an insane ingredient that we use as an alternate to sugar because sugar, as we also know, is horrible for our bodies and, and causes all sorts of problems. And so people use aspartame as an alternative in like these diet sodas or like, you know, a lot of sparkling waters, things like that. They'll put aspartame in it so that it has low sugar amounts. Um, but aspartame is so, so bad for you as well. And it's also really not great for a baby, um, especially. And that's why uh, I stopped doing that in pregnancy because before I would have diet Dr. Pepper was my favorite and I was working on getting lower sugar, but now also, you know, being pregnant and learning about the, the harmful effects of aspartame on a baby. Um, I've totally quit soda, which is totally insane. You guys, I would say this has been such a huge change for me. And I really, really pared down my soda. Um, you know, when we were trying to conceive and stuff, I really lessened my caffeine intake. And I have just really pared that down to where, you know, I don't drink Dr. Pepper anymore. The first eight weeks, eight to 10 weeks are really hard. And I definitely went through withdrawals of like missing caffeine. I think that could have also been why I was really tired. So I was just, I just deleted caffeine from my life. Um, so maybe that was a funny, <laughs> a funny thing with my pregnancy symptom as well. Um, but I am so proud of myself for getting off of caffeine and aspartame. Um, and I will say I'll have like a little bit of caffeine here and there. Um, I have these really delicious, they're called better greens is the brand. Um, but they're better greens, like mix in packets and they have some where you can get caffeine in them. And I had just some extras from before I found out I was pregnant that had caffeine. They had like 70 grams or milligrams, whatever the, the, the thing is. Um, and so I would have one of those like once or twice a week, maybe. So really drastically gone down. Um, and it's really awesome. It's like, now if I get tired, I go and I take a quick nap, which is what my body needs anyway. It doesn't need to push past the tired. Like I'm getting tired for a reason because my body needs to rest and because sleep is such a beautiful tool and way for my body to recharge, especially while I'm building a baby inside my body. And so that's been good that I've been able to listen to my body more and actually give it what it's asking for. Sleep is so, so important. And it's, you know, it's just, it's interesting that when we get tired as humans, we don't, we don't sleep. We pretend like we're not tired or we take something to numb the, the tiredness. And so no wonder all of our cortisol levels are so freaking high and we're so stressed all the time. <laughs> That's not good. Um, midday naps are lovely. It's so, so healthy for us. So anyway, that's been a big thing too, um, is like low caffeine and really low sugar. Um, this was interesting. My first trimester, it was crazy. I didn't like sugar anymore. I didn't want it. Like dessert didn't sound good. Like it just wasn't appealing to me, you know? And like, I just remember, you know, 
I don't know. I was a big fan of ice cream, which having the Ninja Creamy and the Fairlife shakes helps a lot with that. But even sometimes I wouldn't be in the mood for that. Like chocolate, like I'm okay. Get off something savory, um, which is also a symptom, by the way, of having a boy. So that's kind of funny. But I just had no interest in dessert, like, you know, cookies or cake or I don't know, stuff, candy. Like I, I like sour candy a lot, but didn't really like it. Um, I've noticed in my second trimester, I've been, it sounds good again. But if I eat it, it actually doesn't taste that good. And then I feel really, really gross after, like really not good. Like last night I had some treats because um, we were with family and, you know, people made like homemade cookies and stuff. Did not feel good after, did not feel good after. And I know that it was the sugar from the dessert. So it's just an interesting thing, like going low sugar, I, I feel so, so good. Um. The next thing I've been doing that's been really life-changing actually is following glucose revolutions, dietary guidelines. If you haven't heard of glucose revolution, it is amazing. Um, there's this girl and I don't know her name. She calls herself like the glucose goddess or something, but she has written a book about our glucose levels in our bodies and about, you know, how interesting it is. This is, this is a huge takeaway for me. I listened to a really great podcast where she was talking about glucose revolution. And it was so interesting to me because, you know, I think for me, the way that I viewed food is like, this is going to make me gain weight. This is going to help me lose weight. And that's kind of how I thought of food and, you know, in, in forms of like good, bad ingredients, what's healthy, the purpose of this food, et cetera. And it's so interesting to think about what I eat and how that is spiking my blood pressure and my blood sugar and what that's doing to my blood and my glucose levels. That is such an interesting concept for me to now think of when I consume food. And one thing she talks about is like, you know, a lot of women love like oat milk, but oat milk is super, super carb heavy, obviously, because it's like literally <laughs> like basically it's like pasta water. She explained in this podcast episode. And she was like, so that causes a massive glucose spike. And then a lot of people have their oatmeal, like inside a coffee with caffeine, with sugars, with syrups and the sugar and syrup and all those types of things too, also cause a massive glucose spike, which is so crazy. Another thing is I have one thing I've really been craving this pregnancy is cherries and like oranges, like just yummy, sweet fruit. And while they're delicious and they are very nutrient dense and they have so many good things for me and my body, they are sugar. And so they are going to cause a glucose spike when I consume them. Just so interesting. And it's such a good thing to think about. So these are a couple of things, a couple of guidelines that glucose revolution really promotes and talks about in, in form of having healthy glucose levels. Um, and this is a big deal to me because both of my, both sets, of my grandparents, at least uh, one of them has diabetes and diabetes runs in both sides of my family. Um, I do not want gestational diabetes. Um, I don't want my kid in my belly to be addicted to sugar because of my dietary choices. And I don't ever want to get diabetes. So I think this is really, really great. Um, it's also so crazy. Um, Glucose Revolution, she was talking about how a lot of people have actually completely reversed their diabetes. Like they don't have diabetes anymore 
if and when and because they eat the glucose revolution mix. So it's super cool. Highly recommend searching her up on Instagram, listening to podcast episodes. She's been a guest on and reading her book is super amazing. But these are the guidelines. The first guideline is you need to be eating your food in a specific order. So this is the order. A vegetable starter, then the protein, then the carb slash starch, like the potato, rice, pasta, you get it. And then the sugar. So this has been really interesting for me because having a veggie starter is crazy. It's so interesting. Um, Every time you eat. So like that includes breakfast, <laughs> lunch, dinner, even if you have a snack, if you can start with a little vegetable, that's really great. So I sliced a bunch of peppers and just had them like uncovered in my fridge. And so I would be, while I prepare food, I'm like munching on these like green peppers and it's crazy. It makes me feel so good. It's like a fun little appetizer for myself. And it's really awesome. And the reason why is she explains because when you have a veggie starter, the fiber from the vegetable without the, the sugar from a fruit, like sugar or, um, excuse me, there is fiber in fruit as well, which is great, but it also comes with sugar. So that's a glucose spike. So when you have just the fiber from the vegetable without the sugar, there's no glucose spike there. She said it almost acts like a lubricant to kind of like guard your body against the rest of the food that's kind of becoming down the pipeline. Um, you know, the protein, carb, sugars, et cetera. And it really supports a, a much lower, lower glucose spike. So that's an amazing thing that I've been doing is like eating things in that order and specifically starting with the veggie starter. The other thing I love that she talks about is she talks about dressing your carbs um, and dressing your sugars. So for example, generally, like say that I wanted, say that I had a piece of sourdough bread and I wanted to put some, you know, and I just wanted to butter it. Maybe I put some peanut butter on it. Maybe I put some honey. Um, generally, I would just have that piece of bread with some honey or peanut butter, whatever. And, you know, especially if I'm having honey or jam or something sugary, cinnamon, whatever it is that I'm putting on this piece of sourdough, that is going to spike my glucose. And so adding something else to this piece of bread, more healthy fats, some protein, if I can add a vegetable in some way, that could be so, so good. So maybe instead of just having the piece of bread with butter on it, piece of bread with honey, piece of bread with peanut butter, Maybe I'm going to take the piece of bread, put peanut butter, slice a banana on top of it, and then have a little cup of protein yogurt, some Greek yogurt with that, right? So all of a sudden I'm dressing this carb. This carb is coming with more ingredients. So it's not just going to be that carb that's going to spike things. We're going to have some other healthy ingredients and fats and proteins that are going to help support that. Even better, maybe instead I put an avocado on top and slice a tomato. So we've got that like good fiber from that vegetable helping to aid against that glucose spike. That has been so interesting. I said I've been craving cherries a lot. So normally I would just get a big cup of cherries and munch on that in the middle of the day. It tastes so good. And I would finish my cup of cherries and I'm having like large servings. I would want like two more cups. Like I'm like, oh, I want some more of these. These are so yummy. Taste so good to my body. And it's been interesting. I've been just like pairing my sugars. Your fruit is included in sugar. And so I've been getting my cup of cherries and then I also get a small cup of peanuts and having the cherries with the peanuts. I'm so satisfied. Like it helps so, so much. So it helps you eat more. It helps you add more um, nutrient dense foods into what you're eating. It helps the snacks that you're having be a little bit fuller to help you keep you, you fuller for longer um, and helps you listen to your hunger cues, which is super, super great. So I love that. And then the last step she talked about 
um, which I love is having a savory breakfast because say that you have pancakes with syrup and whipped cream and berries. Um, you're starting your day with a lot of sugar. You're starting to get a huge glucose spike. It's only going to exacerbate the glucose spikes the rest of your day. Whereas if you don't start your day with a glucose spike, it's so much better. And it's almost easier to do, you know, these different things long-term. So I have been having a savory breakfast. My thing as of late has been, I'll have three eggs, three pieces of turkey, bacon, and a piece of sourdough. And it's been delicious. Sometimes I'll put an avocado on top of the sourdough. And it's been so, so yummy and has me feeling so great. Um, starting with a savory breakfast has been fantastic. So that has been so amazing. 80 to 100 grams of protein, having leafy greens or a vegetable every single day at least, starting all of my meals with some sort of vegetable fiber, whether that's peppers or whatever, removing aspartame from my diet, having super low caffeine and having no sugar. It has been a game changer and I feel so good. And like I said, I notice an insane difference when I stray away from these five simple shifts. I just, I feel good all the time. Um, but when I don't do these things, I notice I feel bad. Um, like last night I said, I had some cookies. It was really hard for me to go to sleep. I felt bloated. I did not feel good. It's really, really crazy. So it's been lovely. I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for how it's had me feeling. Um, a Another interesting thing that's happened during my pregnancy is I have not been gaining weight, which has been weird for me because I totally expected to gain weight, right? And I was really glad um, the the couple months leading up to me getting pregnant, I was, again, focusing on diet and all these things. And I actually lost about 15 pounds, which I was really grateful for. Um, I needed to lose it. Um, I could have lost a little bit more, but I got pregnant, thank heavens. And so then obviously my focus left weight loss, <laughs> obviously. And I started eating, you know, a lot up in my protein, all the things I've been talking about. Um, but it it was interesting, like my last meeting with my midwife, like I had actually lost weight. And which was a little, um, I don't know, like jarring for me. I was like, oh shoot, just because I want to really make sure that I do have access in my body for my baby. But I feel like I've been eating a lot. <laughs> like I've been eating a lot of food every day. Um, and she told me she kind of contributed to like me being off soda for so long and me having like low sugar for so long. Um, that it could just be doing good things, to my body, all those types of things. And I know that's what it is, but it kind of threw me off my rocker for just a little bit. And I got just all up in my head and all worried of like, am I being like diet culture? -y? Am I doing, am I restricting in any way, shape or form? Am I not getting like, am I eating enough carbs? Am I all this stuff? And it just had me off my rocker just a little bit. Um, but I've been, I've gotten grounded again. I'm eating a ton. I'm like, Drake, I'm eating a ton, right? He's like, yes, you're eating a ton. Like I rival him on our like dinner plate sometimes, you know? Um, and I have like lots of good snacks for the day and stuff. So um, it's been really interesting for me also to experience that. And like, apparently weight loss is normal in second trimester or something. I don't know exactly. So I am not freaking out. I'm not going to get worried. Um, I mean, I did freak out and I did get worried about that a little bit, but it's just been interesting how when you give your body the correct things, good things happen. My pregnancy feels good. My body feel, is feeling good. Um, I can tell my face is thinning out just a little bit. My neck is thinning out just a little bit. Um, even though my belly is getting a lot bigger and my hips are getting a lot bigger, it's been really, really interesting. So it's so cool, the power of nutrition, the power of, of diet and what we eat every single day. I've always, always thought of food as weight loss. I've always thought of food as like, 
This is either going to add to my waistline or take away from my waistline. And it's so, I feel like such a healthy space for me to be in, to think about it in terms of, of supporting my baby and to think of things in terms of supporting how I'm feeling every single day and supporting those glucose spikes. It's been a total game changer. So those are a couple of things I've been doing in pregnancy that have me feeling amazing. Um, Let me know if any of these things really resonate with you, if you are also doing any of them, and if you have anything in particular that you're also doing dietary-wise has you feeling amazing because I love to learn and share all these awesome, awesome hacks um, because I just want to feel the absolute best that I can, have the most energy, and support my body in the best way that I possibly can. I think that's such a gift and such a cool thing that we can do. And it's a lot easier than you think it is. You just have to get a little bit of ed- a little bit educated. So anyway, that's what's on my mind today um, for this week's podcast episode is all about pregnancy food. So thank you for letting me share about that. Um, if you feel so inclined, I would love it if you left a five-star review, leave all the pretty stars um, and write a re- review of something you like about this podcast. And again, thank you for letting me get a little bit personal and talk about pregnancy and talk about the things that are like truly on my mind. Um, like I said, the marketing stuff is absolutely still happening. It is still a huge part of my day to day and my client work and all those types of things, but it's really fun to have this outlet on the podcast and share about pregnancy stuff too. So thanks for listening. I love you so freaking much. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.